I knew that the saints were going to play it today with attendance. Amen. Because all they need is a little excuse, not a big excuse, just a little excuse. Amen. But I came with a word on today. There is a word from the Lord. Matthew, the 14th chapter, verse number 22 through 32. Matthew 14, 22 through 32. Amen. Hallelujah. Give me a little bit more on these monitors up here. Matthew 14, 22 through 32. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples, verse 26, saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. I want you to just say this next word, just one word with me in verse 29. Come on, let's say it together. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, but when he saw the wind, but when he saw the wind, got a question. When was the last time you saw wind? <laughs> Not in my message, but that just caught me. When he saw the wind, he was afraid and began, in beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Let me read verse 32 again. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. I want you to repeat my message after me. Look at your neighbor on your left and on your right and say, neighbor, pastor's going to preach the unexpected storm. Yeah. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, my second favorite, you, my second favorite. Tell them, pastor's going to preach the unexpected storm. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe without argument and with full unanimous agreement that we could say that it is impossible to overestimate the value of faith. Because the reality is that faith is at the core of our relationship with God. For the Bible makes it clear that it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. As a matter of fact, you can't walk daily with God without faith. Because the Bible teaches us that without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Faith is the key that allows you to access the goodness that God has in store for you. That is why Jesus said, be it unto you according to thy faith that you can receive on the level that you believe. 
Let me say that again. That you can receive on the level of what you believe. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, you can receive on the level of what you believe. And I believe there is someone in here that has lived long enough and has been through enough ups and downs in life to know that sometimes your faith is all you have to hold yourself together. Your faith will hold you. Your faith will carry you. Your faith will bring you out of some situations that you know you would still be stuck in if it was not for your, your faith to expect the impossible, to feel the intangible, and to see the invisible. In fact, there's somebody in here that say, all I got left is my faith because my money ran out, friends got few, but I got my faith. And is there anybody in here that say, hell has come against me on the left and on the right, but is there anybody here that say I still got my faith in spite of what the enemy is trying to do ah look at somebody say all I got left is my faith in fact you have to agree with the psalmist that said my feet would have almost slipped had it not been to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In fact, some of you can testify that the only reason I'm still here is because we've come this far by faith. I ain't got no old school people leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. Because guess what? He's never failed me yet. All I got is my faith. Tap yourself and say, all I got is my faith. But I would suggest to you, ladies and gentlemen, that faith is not a characteristic. Faith is not a personality trait. Faith is not some sanctified jargon that we use when we come to church. Faith, even though it's a noun, operates best as a verb. Okay, you missed that. Uh, Y'all sleep. It's all right. I'm going to get somebody in here that's awake. Uh, uh, faith, even though it's a noun, operates best as a verb. Uh -huh. Because faith is best when it requires and demands action. Faith is what moves you and motivates you. Faith makes you get up and do something about it. Faith is something that pushes you not to become complacent in a place that God never called you to. In fact, the reason why some of you got up out the bed, got dressed, and drove to church when you could have stayed home is because your faith moved you and said I can't sit home this morning I got to come to the house of the Lord there's some of you that go to work on tomorrow and gonna go to work this week even in spite of everything that's coming against you because your faith says there's something greater for me that's out there and I refuse to sit in the house with my thumb in my mouth with the covers pulled over my head feeling sorry about my I need somebody here to throw your hands up and just holler faith Watch this. Here we go. I hope you can receive this. Faith does not operate where there is no where there is a guarantee of victory. Let me say that again. Faith does not operate where there's a guarantee of victory. Faith only operates, watch this, where there is a possibility of defeat. Y'all still ain't kidding. Faith does not operate where there is a guarantee of victory. Faith only operates where there's a possibility of faith, of defeat. It's not faith if you have a written guarantee that it's going to work out in your favor. Faith is when you lay it out on the line and know that if God don't do it, uh-huh, if God don't show up, if God don't handle it, it just won't be done. And I came to find out, is there anybody in here that got a 
situation going on in your life that can say I, my money won't do it my education won't do it my influence won't do it my relationships won't do it but I'm looking unto God is there anybody that say I look to the hills from which cometh my help my help comes from the Lord if God don't do this thing it just won't be done and in our text we see that Jesus sets up a scenario for faith to be tested Jesus has performed a miracle and fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. The text says, earlier in our text, that he has taught the crowd, he has healed them, he has fed them, and now he is tired in his body. And the text says that Jesus sends the crowd away and puts the disciples in a boat, watch this, headed to, for a storm. He sends the crowd away, helped and healed, but he puts the 12 that are closest to him on a boat to run into a storm. Still ain't with me. He sends the crowd away, helped and healed, but he puts the 12 that walk with him every single day on a boat to run into a storm. Now, my question for you, ladies and gentlemen, how could you send the crowd that you helped and healed away satisfied, but put those that are closest to you, the ones that walk with you, your disciples, on a boat to run into a storm? Because the truth is that the crowd was only following Jesus Jesus for what they can get from him but here we are your disciples walking with you every day serving you worshiping you praying fasting giving and you send us into a storm has anybody had to ever ask an honest question sometimes walking with God can seem a little unfair I ain't got no real people in here. I wish I just had about five people that could ride with this message because while he sends the crowd away, he helped and healed. Look, he sends the ones that's really walking with him right into a storm. How is it that I worshiped you and I have to deal with this level of warfare? How is it that I come to church and still struggle on a level that doesn't look like my faith confessed? How is it that I serve the Lord in the beauty of holiness yet my life can look so ugly sometimes has anybody asked the question why is this happening to me I mean I go to church I serve the Lord I, I love I love my enemies I pray for those that despitefully use me I, I'm tithing I'm, I'm giving what the Lord says give and, and and you you blessing and healing and helping the ones that just wanted what they can get from you you know the ones that just post about you but don't really pray to you you, you, you know them ones, you know them ones that talking about God first on the Instagram introduction, but you can't find no God nowhere on the Instagram. Come on, I wish I had somebody right there. But here I am praying and sacrificing and giving you everything I got, and it seemed like I'm catching more hell than the next one that don't even know you. Is there anybody in here that say, I don't understand why the wicked are prospering and the godly seem like they suffering. I know that's too real for y'all, because y'all don't want to have that conversation, but sometimes I have to look like Job and say I was trusting in you but you gave me all these problems and God is saying watch this I know you're going through what you're going through but here's my question do you want a crowd blessing or a boat blessing 
Okay, all right, all right, all right. Look at your neighbor and say, do you want a crowd blessing or a boat blessing? Yeah, because the crowd was excited over misdirect. They had ex misdirected excitement. In other words, they were excited with Jesus as long as he was giving them something. But God says, I want to see if you're with me even through a storm. I came to tell somebody in here that's going through a personal storm in your life. I came to tell you three words. Here it is. Ride it out. Because <laughs> when the wind start blowing, you got to ride it out. When the lightning start flashing, you got to ride it out. When the waves start beating against your boat, you got to ride it out. Because what God is doing is bigger than a fish dinner. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. I came to prophesy to five of y'all that will receive this this morning that what God is getting ready to release in your life is bigger than two fish and five loaves of bread. That what God is getting ready to do, I'm talking about two of y'all in here, that what God is getting ready to unveil in your life is bigger than the boat that you're in. Uh, God told me to tell you God is using the storm to get you to the greatest blessing of your life. You're bigger. Your life is bigger than a two-piece and a biscuit. And I came to tell somebody just ride it out because after a while you gonna get to the other side give your neighbor a high five and say ride it out oh I feel like working I feel like working I feel like working you got to ride it out you got to you got to ride it out you got to you got to ride it out you got to you got to ride it out you got to you got to ride it out you got to you got to ride it I know it hurt but you got to ride it out I know it's confusing but you got to ride it out I know it don't look right but you got to ride it out because if you ride it out you God is getting ready to bless you in such a way that everybody gonna look at you and say how did you get that it's because I had to ride it out ride it out. You got to, you're giving up too quickly. You got to ride it out. You, you're throwing in a towel too quickly. You, you quit ministry too quickly. You, you walked away from the marriage too quickly. You got to ride it out because you know why you ride it out? Because after a while, the storm is going to move. Okay. All right. All right. The Bible says that Jesus puts the disciples on the boat and sends them out to sea. And he goes up on a mountainside to pray. Jesus has just had a major success in ministry. People are following him, listening to his teaching. People are being healed. And on top of all that, he feeds 5,000. And in the middle of all the success, watch this, the Bible says that he goes away from everybody, watch this, to pray. Can I tell you that just because you're successful and everything is going well in your life, does not mean you need to stop praying. Some of us have one victory in life. And soon as we have that victory, we stop praying. We get one victory in life. And as soon as we get that victory, we stop coming to church. Oh, God. I tell y'all all the time, and I mean it. Some, sometimes I pray against your relationship. Because when you didn't have one, you knew Jesus. But as soon as you met that man, met that woman, you didn't know him no more. Oh, God. You was crying on the altar when you ain't had nobody. And when you got somebody, now you so muchy-muchy. Ah, ah, you posting every two seconds. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Some of us, watch this. You get one victory and you don't know God no more. 
didn't have no job and you, you would shout the church down. You'd be rolling on the floor. You'd be clearing out a row all by yourself. But now you, you make 25 cents more than the last job. And now, and now nobody can't tell you nothing. We tell you to lift your hands and you sit there with your arms folded. It don't take all that. Boo, it took all that when you was on, oh God, I wish I had somebody. It took all that when you didn't have no money. It took all that when you had nothing but beans and weenies and some rice to put together. It took all that when you got in that car and it was on it was on empty and you had to pray that you made it to one stop to the other. And now that you got a, a couple of little dollars, now you so muchy muchy. But is there anybody here that say, I don't care how the Lord blessed me, I'm going to remember that he been good to me and he brought me from a mighty long way. I need everybody here on a count of three to give God just a little bit of praise for the great thing he has done in your life. One, two, three. Open up your mouth and bless him. Open. No, 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 no. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Because you still sitting there like you did that. Honey, you didn't graduate because you was that smart. You didn't graduate magna cum laude. You graduated. Thank you, Lordy. You didn't get to where you got because you were so great. You got to where you are because God has been too good to you. So on the count of three, I want you to open up your mouth and give God a show of praise for how far he brought you. One, two, three. And your neighbor say, don't you stop praying. Don't you stop praying. Don't you stop praying. Don't get brand new. Don't get brand new. The same praise that you had in the Hyundai need to be the same praise you got in the Mercedes. Ah, oh, the same praise that when you was the mail clerk got, be, got to be the same praise that when you become the manager. I need you to look at your neighbor and say the same praise, the same praise. In fact, I'm not going to lose my praise. It's going to be more off the chain the higher he takes me. Somebody open up your mouth and give God. storm breaks out and three things happen when storms come in your life a storm breaks out and three things happen when storms come in your life here's number one that's on the screen darkness darkness the bible says that jesus puts them on the boat and later that night the storm breaks out it get dark when the storm comes get dark when the storms of life come. Can I tell you something? You got to be careful that you don't allow the darkness of the storm to create a fear in you that dissipates faith. Because when darkness comes, if you're not careful, here we go, I hope y'all can ride with this, you only believe what you can see. <laughs> and if you can't see it, you no longer believe it. God, I wish I had somebody. Uh, that's why, that's why, that's why some of you haven't been in debt 10 years and ain't got out yet. It's because you can't see yourself out of debt. But I came to announce to somebody, if you got a little faith, the size of a mustard seed. Hey, uh, I can speak to that mountain and tell it to be removed. Ah, uh, because faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not Which means, which means you might not see it. But you believe that even in darkness, God is doing something that I cannot see. 
I, I came to tell somebody, God is setting you up with what you don't see. <laughs> okay, some of y'all going to get that revelation in just a minute. Watch this. He, he said, God is setting you up with something you don't see. Okay. You see your bank account. You, you, you know how much is and ain't there. Look at somebody say is and ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you see, you see, uh, you see your bills and you see the bank account. And, and you're wondering to yourself, I, I can't see how this going to come together. You see the problems in your house. You see that spouse acting crazy. You see them children acting like demons. You, you, you see that with your own eyes. But, 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 you, but you know that God said that everything you birthed got to come back to God. And you're trying to see, you're trying to figure out how is this thing going to come together. I, I don't see how this going to happen. But God told me to announce to you, he's setting up what you don't see. You don't see how you're going to get promoted, but just hold on a little while longer. You don't see how God is enlarging your territory, but if you just wait a little while, you don't see how God is going to make your name great. But is there anybody in here that say, I don't walk by sight, but I walk by faith. I believe what I don't see. I believe I will be healed. I believe I will be delivered. I believe I will come out. I believe I will, my body will be healed. I believe my children will be saved. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Is there anybody in here that say, I don't believe what I see. I believe what I don't see. Uh, uh, Rhonda Brown, while she was here at Soul Cry, started singing one of my favorite songs. Uh, she said, ain't no need of worrying what the night darkness is going to bring. Because it'll be all over in the morning. <laughs> where, where that come from? That weeping may endure for a night that's that's darkness but joy comes in the morning I don't want you to touch nobody that seem like they ain't got no Holy Ghost they just here I want you to touch somebody that seem they got a little bit of fire and tell your neighbor say neighbor good morning Ah, uh, weeping is over. Is there anybody in here that say, I know it looked dark, but watch this. It could be midnight, but midnight means it's the next day. And even though it's dark, good morning, here come my blessing. Good morning, here come my breakthrough. Good morning, here comes God opening the door. Is there anybody in here that believe that it's morning? So the first thing that a storm brings is darkness. Let the church say darkness. But here's the second thing that the storm brings. Distance. 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 First, first darkness and then distance. The Bible says that the storm breaks out while Jesus was far off from them. Puts them on the boat. They go into the other side. Storm breaks out. And Jesus on the mountain, safe and secure, chilling, communing with the Father. I, I'm, 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 I'm in this boat. And Jesus, where you at? Has anybody ever looked at your situation and say, Jesus? 
you at? Hey, I, I prayed. I, I fasted to noon. Didn't post for a whole hour. Where you at, Jesus? Don't you see what I'm going through? Text says that the boat was already a considerable distance from land, which means they were far from where they came from, catch this, but not close enough to where they were going. Okay, you missed that. They were far from where they came from, but not close enough to where they were going. Your, your neighbor still ain't getting it. They were far from where they came from, but they were not close enough to where they were going. Because here's what I've discovered. Distance from destination will make you want to drop out. Distance makes you want to give up and abandon your destination. And what wears us out is the delay of the storm. Some of us are going crazy right now. I was looking online, and they said, they had an article that said, the storm that is confusing the weatherman. Because as of Wednesday, um, it should have hit us by now. It's Sunday. We should have seen, seen clouds and rains and squalls all over the place. But when I went outside to walk Sadie, I looked up and saw blue skies. Because storms, watch this, especially when they delay, can drive you crazy. I thought, here we go, this storm would have been over by now. What do you do when the storm slows down and lasts longer than you expected? I wish I, wish I if I'm talking to anybody this morning, just wave at me and say, you talking to me, Pastor. You, talk, you thought you would have made it, come on, disciples, to your destination by now. I thought I would be further than where I am. You know, I, I thought, you know, watch this. I thought, I thought, I thought I'd be married with 2.5 kids and, and, and a little dog named Fifi and, and the white picket fence by now. And I, I thought, I thought, I thought I'd be living happily ever after by now. But it's lasted longer than I expected. I thought, I thought. I thought all these bills would be paid. I thought these student loans would be paid off by now. I'm going to preach to myself today. Y'all look like a bump on a pickle if you want to. I'll shout all over this church today. I, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought my emotions would be under control by now. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, okay, y'all don't, okay, ain't no children in here. Now I can talk like I really want to talk. I, I thought my hormones would have calmed down by now. I ain't got no real people right there. Y'all sitting up here looking just so sanctimonious and sanctified. But is there anybody here that say, I thought the fire would have been doused by now, by now, by now, by now. 
Because, watch this, my expectations don't match my situation. And when your expectations don't match your situation, you want to quit. I didn't know marriage was going to be like this. I didn't know this job was going to be like this. Everybody was so sweet when I came home. Am I talking to any real people in here today? Because my expectations don't match my situation. I, I, I thought, I thought, I thought everybody was nice in the church and loved everybody and, and, and wouldn't stab you in your back even after you done prayed for them. Because my, my expectations don't match my situation. And when your expectations don't match your situation, you want to quit. That's why people are walking away from God. Because they expected God to do everything they wanted him to do. And when he didn't become the genie in the bottle, now you want to quit and walk away. Ooh. But God told me to tell you, you ready for this? I hope you can receive this. God told me to tell you, every delay was for your benefit. God told me to tell you every delay was for your benefit because it's in the delay of distance that your faith is truly built you don't believe me I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord on the land of the living so I said but I will remain confident in this that I will see the goodness of the Lord came to tell somebody delay does not mean denial just because it slows down don't mean it. It, it won't happen. So here's your prophetic word. I hope you can receive this. God told me to tell you three things. You will see it, you will touch it, and you will experience it. Okay, all right. You acting like I just said a lullaby, but I need somebody in here that can receive that word in your spirit to let somebody know you will see it, you will touch it, and you will experience it. I know it seemed like it's been held up for a long time, but God told me to ride it out because you will see it, you will touch it, and you will experience it. Grab your neighbor by the hand, shake it real good, and say you will see it, you will touch it, you will experience it. If you believe that word, give God I need you to receive that word you will see it you will touch it and you will experience open up your mouth and give God glory like you know you will see it okay all right some of you that don't mean nothing because you gave up but there's some of us that got a little bit of faith that's been holding out for a little while and it looked like it ain't been coming together and it looked like it's, it is, you don't even see how it's going to happen, that you done tried it and it failed and you done tried it and it failed and you tried it and you failed and you keep telling yourself, if I just try one more time, maybe this will be the time that it comes together. God told me to tell somebody, try again because after a while you will see it, you will touch it and you will experience it. Give up. 
you no longer believe it no more. You, you, you look at it and say, I'm not happy. Watch this. So you realign your expectations to be beneath what the Lord told you. So now you don't even expect it anymore because you don't believe it. Because it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Because it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Let me get something. Let me believe something else. And God is saying, watch this. If you could just get your faith up just a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, just a little bit, just a little bit. You ain't got to have much. Just a little bit, just a little bit. If you can walk into work on tomorrow, and even with everybody that's trying to get you fired, you can stand there and say, I will see it. I will touch it, and I will experience it. If you could just go back to your house after you leave church today and say, I know it's tore up from the flow up, but I will see it. I will touch it, and I will experience. I wish I had somebody right there. I need you to just get a little bit of faith. Here we go, here we go. I need you to look at your bank account and say, in spite of what this bank account looks like, I will see it, I will touch it, and I will experience it. I need somebody in here to open up your mouth like you believe that God is going to do what he said. First thing that storms bring is what? Darkness. The second thing that storms bring is what? Here's the third thing that storms bring. Here we go. Distraction. 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 Um, the text says that they were buffeted by the waves because the wind was against them. And when the wind was against them. And the boat going all over the place. And the winds are blowing. They started to freak out. <laughs> Jesus said, watch this. You get in the boat because you go into the other side. They get out in the lake. Winds start blowing. Storm break out. Get dark. Jesus is distant. And now, the purpose of them getting on the boat is now distracted by what they see in front of them. Jesus said, get in the boat because you're going to the other side. But they got distracted by the winds and the waves. Because the focus left going to the other side and now they're just focused watch this on surviving <laughs> the focus is no longer on getting to the other side now the focus is on just surviving because this is what happens when storms come in our life we lose focus on thriving and put our focus on just surviving I could just make it to Friday. If I could just, if I could just, if I could just make it to Friday. If I say just got paid Friday night, y'all ain't old school like I am. If I could just make it to Friday. So your whole week now is focused on just making it to the next Friday. 
That's what this generation does now. Now, watch this. What we call living our best life is really just survival. Because now, just let me survive to the next turn up. Let me just make it through the week so I can get to my next turn up. And you call that living your best life. Get your life. That's not thriving. That's surviving. Because after you've spent the money on the outfit, trying to impress people that don't even like you. After you have to come out of the stupor and the hangover. Did you really thrive? Or did you just survive? Y'all getting real quiet right through here. Oh, you don't do that, so you don't think I'm talking about you. Let me help you. Some of you in church just try to survive. Pastor, give me a word. He ain't preaching. I ain't coming. I need a word. Not even realizing you turn into a spiritual crackhead. Let me just survive till I get my next little word. And you stop thriving because you got distracted. I know, I know, I know, I get it. I got you. I got you. I got you. Touch your neighbor and say, Pastor got you. Pastor got you. I got you. I got you. Okay, I got you. I know, I know, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. We won't admit, we won't admit, we won't admit how many relationships we got in that became a distraction. It's just a distraction. And so now we're not, watch this, thriving, we're just surviving. So I have to, watch this, I have to fold myself into who they want me to be. I'm talking to you. I have to fold myself into what they want me to be in order for me to survive the relationship. I'm no longer thriving. I mean, I'm not really with somebody that's pushing me to be the better me. So for me to survive loneliness, I mold and shape myself into being what God never called me to be. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, are you surviving or thriving? Because now the winds are distracting you, boo. You're distracted. Came January, you're on fire for ministry. September, can't find you no more. Who cut in on you? Who distracted you? The winds? The waves? Question. Here's my question. Is this your first storm? Are you a newbie? Is this new to you? And you ready? And the revelation is that some of you are in a perpetual state of hurricane. always a storm in your life. You're always going through. You know them people. Every time you talk to them. They can't never say what God is doing good in their life. It's always I'm going through. I'm oh, if it wasn't for bad luck, I had no luck at all. If it ain't one thing 
touch your neighbor. I want you to speak this. You're gonna I, I, I designate you as a prophet unto the unto the Lord. I need you to touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Your, season your season of always going through, of always going through. Come to, comes to an end right now. I need somebody that believe God. I need somebody that believe God. Because it's distracting you from getting to the other side. You're going to always have haters on your job. You're going to always have people that don't like you. You're you still distracted by that. You ready? Come here. Your emotions are always going to be all over the place. You've had 24 of them in the last hour. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You're distracted by that. When God is trying to take you somewhere, you are distracted by the small stuff. Here's the problem. You have not discovered that I am the one that can control the wind and the waves. You have not realized that I, even though I'm distant, don't mean that you don't have enough to make it to the other side. Okay, watch this. He's distant. This thing messed me up, Rose, when the Lord said this to me. Every Christian goes through a season. Hear me, because y'all are newbies. Some of y'all are new in Christ, so you need to hear this. Every Christian goes through a season of not being able to feel God. You will go through a season where goose pimples will stop. You will go through a season and no matter how good they sing, you still don't feel nothing. Every Christian goes through a season that God will seem distant to you. So what do you do? I don't feel nothing. You preaching, I'm, telling, I'm touching my neighbor, I still don't feel nothing. What you want me to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You ready for this? You ready for this? told him to get in the boat, go to the other side. You ready? When you don't have my presence, you already have my word. Okay, you still ain't, you still ain't, you still ain't, you still ain't there. I already told you, you were going to make it to the other side. All you got to do is just ride it out until you make it to the other side. God is saying, my word is good enough when you can't feel my presence. When you can't trace me, I just need you to trust me. Because I'm the same God that if I spoke it, it's got to come to pass. Is there anybody here that say, I got a word from the Lord that God going to make a way, that God going to bring me out, that God going to open the door. And all I got to do is believe in the word. If I don't get goose pimples, if I don't speak in tongues, if I don't shout all over the place, I got a word from the Lord that I'm going to make it after. I need you to give your neighbor a high five and tell him you got a word. You got a word. You got a word. And the word is enough even when God is distant. This is the problem in church because you want to feel high all the time. God is saying, I don't need you to be high all the time. Sometimes I need you to come down. Sometimes I need you to see. Watch this. Because when you're so high, your discernment is off. I know you thought your discernment was going to be on when you was high. No, come down. I need you to be level-headed to see what you need to see. Why, why do I need you to see what you need to see? Here we go, still in the text. Because when Jesus came walking through the water, walking on the water, what did the Bible say? They said, oops, it's a ghost. Jesus, their Savior. The one they've been walking with. They know what he looked like. They've seen him many times. They've been very close to him. 
And when he comes walking through the water, they say, oops, it's a ghost. Wait, wait, wait. The one who you left everything to follow, you no longer recognize. And now you are charging him to be something that he's not. a ghost because distance will blur your vision and you can't see God no more. Here's my prayer for you. Here we go. I pray that you give that God gives you the kind of insight that you can see God in everything. I pray that you walk and that you go back to work tomorrow and you see God at your job. I pray that you go back to your house and you see God even operating in your house. I pray the next time you look at your relationship, you can see God in the relationship. I need somebody here to say that God all up in this thing. I might not like it. I might not see what how it's going to work out, but I see God all up in he all up in my finances. He all up in my children. He all up in my job. He all up in my future. He's working stuff out even when I can't see it. I pray that God gives you the kind of insight that you see God no matter what you go through. The Bible says, watch this. The Bible says, all right, Lord, come here, Peter. If it's you, tell me to come. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come. If this is you, Lord, turn this light green right now. I know I ain't got no people like, you know, you know, y'all spooky like that. Lord, if this is you, give me a sign. I need a sign, Lord. Let something happen. Let somebody come in my office right now. Give me a sign, Lord. Jesus heard the request, watch this, and says back to them, come. Catch the revelation. Not to him, but to them. Which means everybody in the boat had the potential to step out of it and walk on water as well. Can I tell you something? This is why you got to be careful who you're connected to. Because there's some people in your life that are safe and secure being in the boat. But God never created you to be a boat rider. He created you to be a water walker. Okay, all right. I need you to look down your row and tell them, it's water walkers on this row. It's water walkers on this row. Now, nah, we're not going to be just safe and secure in the boat. But we're going to step out the boat and start walking in places that we thought we could never walk in. Oh, so what? You ain't got a degree. I'm here to let you know you are a water walker and you getting ready to enter into places that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. I know all of us got the word, but I'm going to step out in this word. So don't get mad at me when the Lord start blessing me. Don't get mad at me. 
mad at me, when the Lord stopped favoring me, I decided to trust his word and walk out on the water. I dare somebody in here just stand to your feet and take a couple of steps as a symbol that I'm a water walker. I'm not made to be in the boat. I'm not made to just stand here and be here for the rest of my life. I'm getting ready to walk out on the water. Bible says when he saw the wind <laughs> when he saw the wind now here's what I discovered you can't see wind you see the effects of the wind but the text didn't say he saw the effects of the wind the text says he saw the wind okay could it be that what is intimidating you um, you are making it be something greater than what it is You go into the promised land. God says it's yours. And you come back to God and say, we're grasshoppers in their eyes. You didn't have a conversation with them. About their giants in the land. No. They're the same size as you. Why, why, are, you, why are you making this something bigger than what it is? Come here, come here, come here. Why you made that argument that big? Let your neighbor say, chill, chill. You stepped out the boat. You's married now. And now you done got out there in the first argument. Chill. Watch this. The waves and the winds were there when you was in the boat. So why are you surprised now when you're walking on the water? Relax. Breathe in, breathe out, and keep walking. You tripping. This ain't the first enemy on your job. And it sure ain't going to be the last. Keep walking. This ain't the first trial you done had. Now you got to quit. I quit ministry. I ain't coming. I'm done. I'm done. What? Chill. You see the wind. We don't even see the wind. You see it yourself. I see wind. You do? Watch this. Okay, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm not even on my notes. God done took me somewhere else. You ever had a conversation with people, Shannon, where they, they tell you this whole story, and then at the end of it, they say, you see what I'm saying? Chantel. <laughs> you ever had those conversations with people that they had this long drawn out and then at the end of it they say you know what I mean and you look at them like no I don't I don't see what you see because now you have made what you feel that's blowing against you, you have given it a body now. Now it's so big that now what you feel is not what you see. 
That was deep right there. I hope y'all got that in the Holy Ghost. That what you feel is not what you see. I feel don't nobody like me. So now I see offense in everybody. This is, I'm, okay, I'm out here now. I feel don't nobody love me. So now I see when you don't agree with me as you don't love me. Because now what you feel is what you see. It done got so big now. Come on, ghetto boys. My mind playing tricks on me. <laughs> My feelings have run so rampant now that now I see it. And God is saying, watch this. When you put your eyes on the distraction, what ends up happening? He started to sink. He's now falling into the water the same water that God gave him the ability to walk on. Now he's being consumed by it. Isn't that a mess? That what you used to be able to walk on is now consuming you. You used to be able to handle people's attitudes. Now it's consuming you. You can't even rest that night because you're thinking about what they're thinking about and they ain't thinking about you. you drowning but I came to throw you a life vest today and let you know that you don't have to drown, but you can still walk on what God said you can walk on. I need you to give your neighbor a high five and say, walk on it, walk on it, walk on it. Ah, stop looking at the distractions and get your focus back on where God is getting ready to take you. All right, I'm done, I'm done. I had three more points, I'm done. I'm not even gonna get to them points. I just wanna give you this last thing and I'm done. I know, I know how to hear the Lord. Let me just go on to this last point that I gotta give you and I'm done. Watch this. He's distracted. Jesus lifts out his hand and comes and gets him. And, and the Lord says, watch this. He lifts him up. He says, you a little faith. Watch this. And the Bible says that he lifts Peter back into the boat. And when he gets him back in the boat, watch this. Um, the Bible says, as soon as Peter gets back in the boat, the storm ceased when Peter gets back in the boat the storm ceased God told me to tell you watch this the storm is going to end when you learn the lesson the storm will end when you learn the lesson scream this to you. The storm will stop when you learn the lesson. Why am I always going through? Because you just learned some things. I'm tired of being broke. Have you learned how to manage? Because the storm will cease when you learn the lesson. Jesus said, things ain't stopping until you learn this lesson. And when you learn that I am God and I'm the one that controls the winds and the waves, when you learn that I am the one that's in total control and trust me to the place that when everybody else is in the boat and you're walking on something and they're calling you crazy, you keep on walking. Learn the lesson. Now here's the revelation. We look at how Peter fell into the water and Jesus had to help him up. 
But here's, here's the revelation. I'm so grateful to God. This is for some of y'all who has experienced some things by faith that you can believe God with me. Have you ever tried something and it failed, but you had a God that got you out of it? Some of you, the problem is not, watch this, that God had to rescue you. Some of you, the problem is you won't even try. You won't even try. Great revelation is that God rescued me from it and lifted me up out of it. And when I got back in the boat, the storm, the storm ceased. Why? Because I learned a lesson. I don't know who I came to talk to today, but God says, I need you to learn the lesson. That even when the storm comes, you can trust me. You ain't got to catch a flight on Wednesday for a storm that's supposed to be coming seven days later. Chill. Relax. Where you, what's going on? Ride it out. And trust me in the midst of it. I don't know who this message is for today. I'm done. But I need somebody in here to realize that God is waiting on you to learn the lesson. That's when the storm will stop. That's when the storm will cease. I was coming back from uh, out of town this week and I'm on a plane and you know I, I fly um, somewhat frequently and we're coming back and the pilot comes on and he says we're getting ready to experience some rough wind. No, he said rough air. And, you know, when you say rough air, that doesn't make it sound so bad. Until you're on that plane and it's rocking all over the place. And the wind is shifting the plane from the left and to the right and up and down. And I'm sitting there. And as the wind and it's rocking all over the place, at this point, my anxiety kicks in. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. Now, Lord, you promised me some stuff that ain't happened yet. Y'all don't have them kind of conversations with God? I, there's some things that you said that ain't happened yet. So, so I know we got the land. We can't end like this. So I'm sitting there, and I'm watching a movie. And I said to myself, you can either sit here and freak out over this wind, or you can ride it out. And if you ride it out, eventually the plane will land. God told me to tell somebody, you and your storm, ride it out. Because there is another side to it that God will bring you through. This word was for you. I need you to just stand to your feet and lift your hands. I want to pray with you. Just lift your hands. I, I want to I make the altar open at this time for those that are in the storm of your life. And it's getting rough. It's getting rough. Your fear, your anxiety is in drive. You're trying to put the best face on it. But underneath all that, you're freaking out. God, you've been praying. When is this storm going to end? God told me to tell you when you learn the lesson. 
I'm making the altar open for you right now. Make your way to this altar. Come on, make your way to this altar. You are in a storm right now. But God says, even though you're in the storm of your life, you are a water walker. Get out the boat. Don't let the winds and the waves intimidate you any longer. You can hear it. You can feel it. But God is saying, in spite of what you hear, in spite of what you feel, I'm God enough to carry you through this storm of your life. I don't know what your storm is. I don't know if it's sickness. I don't know. I don't know if it's financial hardship. I don't know if it's your emotions. I don't know if you've been in a season that it seemed like it just won't end. But God told me to decree and declare over your life on today. You are a water walker. That what you've been struggling with will not hold you back any longer. Walk in the rain. Walk in the wind. Walk in the storm. God says, I'm giving you the ability now to do what you thought you'd never be able to do. And even if you start falling, I'm God enough to come get you. You will not drown from this. I need you to hear that. You will not drown from this. You will not drown from this. I know it seemed like the water is above your head, but you will not drown from this. All you got to do is reach out your hand and you serve a God that can reach back to you and lift you up out of what you are in. I need somebody in here to open up your mouth and just begin blessing God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, water walkers. I need you to open up your mouth and just bless him. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Worship him in the storm. Worship him in the rain. Worship him right where you are. Come on. Hallelujah. He's given you the ability to walk on water. What does that mean? You're getting ready to do stuff you thought you'd never be able to do. He's getting ready to bring you into a place that the struggle and the hardship and the blockage that was there will not be there any longer. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's intimidating. But to take one step and God says, I'm going to make sure you're going to walk on this water. You are a water walker. And I decree and declare no more being comfortable in the boat. God told me to tell you to get out the boat. Getting out the boat means you got to leave some of the people that rode with you behind. I feel that right there. God told me to tell you there's some people, there's some connections that you are in the boat you're comfortable with. God says you got to leave them behind and put one foot out on that water and start walking because what I called you to is greater than those people that's riding in that boat. God says I need you to trust me even while you're walking on the water. I need everybody in here to open up your mouth and begin to give God glory like you're a water walker. Come on. Water walkers open up your mouth. Water walkers open up, up your mouth and Give God the glory. I trust you. Even as I walk on this water. So God, I pray right now for those that are at this altar. I pray for those that are in a storm. I pray right now, God, that our faith stays where it needs to stay. Even while we're in the storm. God, we pray that what we feel, we don't see. That God, we don't make it bigger than what it is, but we trust you even in the midst of it. 
God, I pray right now for the ability to get out the boat and trust you on another level. God, I pray for dreams and visions right now that we have abandoned and given up because the storm got too difficult. God, I pray that you stir up the gift of God on the inside of us to believe you at another level, that you get ready to do what we have never experienced before. I feel that right there. God says you get ready to do what you have never done before. You get ready to experience what you've never experienced before. You get ready to see it. You get ready to touch it. You get ready to experience it. And I need somebody in here that are water walkers to open up your mouth and tell God, God, I trust you even in the storm, even in the rain, even even through what I'm going through, I trust you in this water. Open up your mouth, freedom, and say, I trust you. 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 And God, I thank you now. And I bless you. And I glorify you. I need you to do this, those that are on this altar. I need you to grab the hand of your neighbor because I need the water walkers to push each other in the spirit. I need you to realize that just like that neighbor is holding your hand, that as you walk on the water, you got a God that's holding your hand. That he will never let you go down far enough that the water consumes you. You will not be consumed in this, in this season. You will not be consumed by your emotions. You will not be consumed by your fears. You will not be consumed by the enemy that's coming against you. You will not be consumed. You will not drink the water. God says you are a water walker. Water walkers, I need you to take 30 seconds, open up your mouth, and I need you to push in the spirit. Come on, come on, push, open up your mouth. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm getting ready to step out like never before. I'm stepping out in fear. I'm stepping out on fear. I'm stepping out on fear. I'm stepping out on fear, and I'm stepping in faith. I'm stepping in faith. I'm stepping in faith. I'm stepping in faith. Every step I take is a step in faith and I believe it now and I thank you and I glorify you and I give you the glory in Jesus name we pray let go of your neighbor's hand and give God the best praise you can come on come on give him the best praise you can hallelujah hallelujah this last thing I'm going to let you go the Lord told me to tell you, I said this two weeks ago, that the power of your life will be in how you handle what you didn't see coming. The power of your life will be how you manage what you did not see coming. And the Lord told me to tell you that in this season, you didn't see this storm coming. This wasn't on your radar. But God says, I'm going to give you the ability to manage this thing, that you will make it to the other side. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you the wisdom, the insight, the knowledge. I'm going to give you the strategy that you need that while you're walking on water, I'm going to give you exactly what you need to make another step and another step and another step. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I received that. I received that. I received that. 
I receive the insight. I receive the wisdom. I receive the strategy. I receive the direction. I receive it now in the name of Jesus. Use my mind and download it, God, of what I need to go to that next level in you. And I thank you now. Let the water walkers make some noise in this place. Let the water walkers make some noise in this place. Hallelujah. You can go back to your seats if you can. Hallelujah. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, everybody's standing. If you don't know Jesus, if you're unsure of your salvation, if you never confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I came to introduce you to someone that can make your life brand new, that can change your life forever. His name is Jesus. There's nobody like him in all the earth, in all the world. There's nobody like our God. He can come into your heart and make you brand new. He doesn't care where you came from, what you're struggling with. All he cares is if you surrender your life to the him. The Bible says you confess your mouth, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. It's a done deal. So I came to introduce you to him. If you don't know him or you are unsure of your salvation, I'm going to count to three. All I need you to do is lift your hands and say, Pastor, it's me. I want to surrender my heart to the Lord. Secondly, if you're looking for a church home, there's no greater place than right here at Freedom. A place you can grow and mature in God. A place that God will push you to be a water walker. Uh, look down your road say, this water walking territory. This water walking territory. God is calling you in this time and this season to unite with this ministry and with this church. He don't want, want you to delay. What better time to do it than to, than to go ahead and make that connection? God is saying, I need you to be planted in the house of God. For when you are planted, that's where you will flourish. So on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand saying, Pastor, it's me. I want to surrender my heart to the Lord. Oh, I want to join this church. If I'm talking to you, I'm not going to belabor the time. I need you to make this decision right now. Don't leave here the same way that you came. Come on, let's do it. One, God loves you. Two, this can be the best day of your life. All you got to do is surrender your heart to the Lord. Come on, let's do it. One, two, three. If I'm talking.